It's Wednesday night, and uh, we're going to learn something about the parsha together. One of the interesting stories in the parsha of Lech Lecha, which is the parsha of Avraham Avinu, Sarah Imenu, is actually about formulating them, if you could say such a thing about making Avraham and Sarah. I mean, they've already uh, indicated that they're on the right path, right? Lech Lecha. They went together from wherever they were in Urkastim, then to Haran, and from Haran they went to Eretz Canaan. So they're on the path, but they're not really formulated. And we know that there's a strong negative conviction that they had to stay away from idolatry. I mean, Chazal taught us that uh, that Avraham Avinu came from a family of idolaters, people who were in the idolatry business. But he rejected that. And he accepted the demand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to go to Eretz Canaan. In Eretz Canaan, a variety of things happened to him, each of which, each of those things are about formulating him, making him into Avram Avinu and having him act as Avram Avinu. There's only one story that's a little bit distressing, and that's the story of Avraham, Sarai, and Hagar. The story of Hagar, we don't usually talk about it, it doesn't really fit in to our notion of, you know, who Avraham Avinu was, who Sari Menu was. I mean, I mean, how does how does it all fit in? So let's look at these psukim with Rashi. They give us a sort of uh, idea of what it is that we are talking about. So the first pasuk, if you have the sheet, it's Bereshit Tetzai and Pasuk Aleph, Sarai, Eishet, Avram. Sarai and Avram are still with their original names. Sarai, Avram. They haven't yet become Sarah and Avraham, which means, uh, obviously, that they haven't yet become what they should become, or what they will become, what they must become. They're not yet. They're not yet as they will be. So, with Sarai Eshet Avram, Lo Yoda La, Lo Yoda, Lo Yoda, Lo, Vila, Lo Yoda Lo Vila. I'm sorry, Vila, Vila. I'm sorry, I'm having trouble with my eyes. Just a second. Sarai Eshet Avram, Lo Yoda Lo. Background. Avram, Sarah, she didn't have any children. She didn't give birth to any children. And she had an Egyptian, uh, an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. Rashi, Rashi says, Remember, that one of the first things that Abraham and Sarah were forced to do was to go to Egypt because there was a famine in the land. And in Egypt, things worked out very well for Abraham and Sarah, and they received gifts from Paro, the king of, of, of Egypt. And apparently, one of the gifts 
according to Rashi, was the daughter of Paro. One of the daughters of Paro. When she saw, when he saw that the, the Paro, the things, the, the miracles that took place to benefit Sarah, Amar Mutav, he said, better my daughter should be a maid in the house of Sarah, Sarai, than in some other, uh, than be a kind of big shot in, a, in another house. That's the introduction. So, you know, there's something special. Uh, I mean, if, if Hagar was the daughter of the king of, of Egypt, she was a princess. So, of course, you know, in these kinds of stories, she would be designated for something special. Something special is going to happen. Batomer Sarai Pasukbet El Avram Hinene Atzarani Hashem Iledet Hinene Atzarani Hashem Miledet, God had stopped me from having uh, birth. I mean, certainly everybody in those days thought that pregnancy and birth were kind of divinely oriented. Bona el shivchati, come and live with my maid, mena. Maybe I will be built up from her by Yishma Avram Nikol Sarai and Avram acquiesced. He said, okay. He said, okay. I imagine that this is a kind of a deal. It's not, not so much a matter of, you know, who, who you have relations with, but it's more like um, uh, something that people did. They, it was not so uncommon. It was not so uncommon. Rashi says, Someone who hasn't got sons is not really built up. He's he's destroyed. He's destroyed. Rashi says, Maybe because I will allow the kind of enemy wife, the, the second wife, to come into my house. And then uh, 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 that schut, that merit, will uh, will be good for me as well, right? Vayishma, the end of the pasuk, Vayishma around the kol sarai, and she he listened to her. Rashi says, Ruach Hakodesh Rashi reminds us that we're talking about special people. We're not talking about a regular story. There's something irregular about it. Irregular about it meaning. I mean, she had uh, Ruach HaKodesh, she Sarai. She was imbued with the spirit of heaven. I mean, so there's something going on here, but even though Rashi says Ruach HaKodesh, I don't think that means we know what it is that's going on. I don't know what's going on. After all, God promised Abraham several times, in different ways, that he would have a child. That he would have a son. I mean, what is it? So why can't Avram just leave it be and and wait for the promise to be, to come true? Okay.
פסוק גימל סס ותיקח שרי אשת אברהם את הגר המצרית, שרי תוק הגר, שפחתר המייד, מקץ עשר שנים לשבת אברהם בארץ כנען, ותיתן אותה לאברהם, אישה, לא לאישה, after ten years of this sojourn in ארץ כנען, she gave הגר, she gave הגר to אברהם. פסוק ד' ויבוא אל הגר ותר, he lived with her, היא אברהם, and she got pregnant. ותרא כהרתה, ותקל גבירתה בעיניה, so here's like a story. She, הגר, saw that she was pregnant, and she realized that that gave her an advantage. She was the one who was going to bring Abraham a son. Rashi says, It is this idea in Chazal that there was just once that they, that they had relations, and that produced the pregnancy. Then, she thought, she, she kind of had a different attitude to her mistress, to Sarai. She was no longer subservient. Amra, Sarai zo ain stara ki gilu ya. Ain sidra ki gilu ya. Her hiddenness is not like her openness. Mare atzma ki ilu hi tzadeket. She acts as though she's very righteous. Ve ain atzadeket. She's not righteous. She did not merit pregnancy all of these years that they were in Eretz Canaan. It must be, so Hagar said, it must be that she's fooling us. Hagar. Hagar said she, she, she like assessed the situation. And she says, the one who had, who became pregnant is obviously the one who is smiled upon in heaven. That's me, Hagar said. So now I'm really getting confused about this story. If that's what Hagar thought, I suppose that's what other people thought. Well, what was the point? What was the point? I mean, after all, assuming that this is all engineered by a Kodesh Bochum, I mean, why? Why did Sarai have to go through this? First, she didn't have children. And now she's being accused as not having children because she's not righteous. She doesn't deserve it. She's not the person that we thought she was. That's what Hagar, that's what Hagar says. She was not, did not merit pregnancy. And I, Hagar says about herself, became pregnant the first time that I had relations with uh, Abraham. Pasuk hey, she, uh, oh, I really. Would, would smash you if I could. I gave my maid to you in your bosom. 
you saw that she became pregnant. And she thinks less of me as a result. So, so this causes a rift between Sarai, right, who is the, the Holy Spirit is in her. And Sarai says, how come you're not taking care of me? How come you're not watching out for me? I'm your wife after all. Look at what she did. You didn't do a thing. Oh, wow. It sounds bad. Hamasi alecha. Hamas is a destruction. Hamas ha'asui li. Alecha. Even though I'm destroyed, I, I, I put it on you. When you davened and you said that, what are you going to give me? I don't have any children. For yourself. You should have davened on both of us. Remember, Yitzchak and Rivka both davened for children at the same time. Lord Palata Ella Alecha, you Avrabavido only Dabin for yourself. You wanted to have children. You wanted to have a son. You should have Dabin for both of us. And then I would have been remembered along with you. And we would have a, had a child together. So I mean sorry is not even talking about the promise. Sarah is just talking about the power that Avravina had, the power that he had to talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to demand that both of them should have a child. Va'od, divarecha ata chomes mimeni, shata shomea bizyoni v'shotek divarecha. You kind of refuse to say what you should say. You hear what Hagar says about me and you don't say anything. Anochi, I gave my shivchati v'gomer beini uveinecha kol beini uveinecha shabamikracha ser. It's always spelled without two yudim. It's one yud. Beit yud nun kaf. Here it's beit yud nun yud kaf. Vizomalei, that's the full, plenty spelling. Kari bei uveinecha shechnisa ayin hara beibura shel hagar vehipila ubura. She kind of, she kind of uh, messed it up. Ayin hara, the evil eye, in the pregnancy of Hagar, and she aborted. So later on, the Malach says to Hagar, you're pregnant. Why is he saying you're pregnant? He's telling, the Malach is telling her that she's pregnant. So in, a, in, a, in other words, you have a, 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 an indication that Sarah acted badly. She 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 was so distraught by what was going on that she 
cursed Hagar. And that curse, Ayin Hara, that curse forced her to, to, like the pregnancy came to an end. And later on with the Malach, the Malach said to her, you're pregnant, meaning you're pregnant again. But again, Sarai, it doesn't look that good, does she? I mean, this whole thing, I'm trying to think to myself, of what it is that we are Pasuk Chet. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Pasuk Sarai, the sixth Pasuk. Abraham removes himself from this whole thing. He says to Sarai, you do whatever you want. She afflicted Hagar. She tortured her, in a manner of speaking. And so Hagar ran away. She ran away from him. Rashi says, "Vataaneha Sarah." You see that that Rashi, Aita mishabedet ba bekoshi. He she emphasized that Hagar was still the maid, the servant. She didn't have independent status, and she made her. She 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 inflicted her with this kind of. So you see that that even though Sarai, but the way Rashi reads the story, and even though Sarai, even though Sarai was in favor for some reason, in favor, nevertheless, she was emotionally unable to put up with the result of her own suggestion. She suggested giving this maid to Avram Avinu so that he would have a child for some reason or other. But when it happened, and Hagar kind of assumed a new kind of independence, a new sort of attitude, and Avram Avinu didn't protect Sarah from this. So it ended up Again, pasuk vav, pasuk vav, vataaneha sarai. She afflicted her, her Hagar, vativrach mipanei, and she ran away. She ran away. So what what, what happened here? Anything good happened? Is there anything here that uh, we're happy about? Is there something that we have to? Uh, be thankful for. So there are two things in the Ramban on the second page. There are two things I would like to share with you. The first is the the first Ramban. That's how the Ramban starts. He picks up from the fact that Avram was in agreement with Sarah's idea. 
So the Ramban says, Lo The Pesach does not say, And he did it. Aval Amar, Ki shama sarai. That he heard, he accepted, he became, um, he understood that what Sarai said was the right thing. Here, Mos, this uh, indicates, even though Avram was very desirous of sons, lo asa came below Rishut Sarai. He would not have done it. He would not have taken this maid or any maid to be his wife without asking permission from Sarai. The Gamata. And even now, he didn't really think that he would, his home, his house, his future would be built from Hagar. The Yezar Omimena and his offspring would come from her. What he really wanted, Avram, was to make her happy. And since she suggested it, so she said, okay. I mean, imagine this. I mean, the the, the Ramban has this kind of uh, strange idea about what is going on here. It will give her pleasure that there is a child born to her maid. There was some kind of a school law, you know, something you, if you have children through, uh, like a proxy, the proxy being, uh, being uh, Hagar, then maybe that would encourage you to have children on your own. I mean, of course, uh, I mean, I, I ask again, isn't it true that they were promised? Is it true that they were promised children? And then what is it that is exactly the issue here? Why, is, why do Avram and Sarah feel the need to go through this? To go through this. <coughs> So if you look at the bottom of this long paragraph of the Ramban, we never have to, we're not going to go through the whole Ramban, but it's for you. Remember that Pasuk Vatanea Sarai? It says in the Pasuk Sarai afflicted her, afflicted. Afflicted her. Vatanea Sarai Vetivrach Mipanea and Hagar ran away. Look at the Ramban. Look at the Ramban. This is most remarkable Ramban, which has to be analyzed properly. That's the Pasuk. Ramban says, In this uh, toward this torture. And not only Sarai, but Gam Avraham Avraham Avinu also sinned. He was standing there. He was right there. He allowed Sarai to do what she did. 
Vishama Shem El Onya and God heard her bitterness, her pain. Vinatan La Ben, right this is the Ramban. He gave her a son. Remember the son? Yishmael. And Yishmael is called a para Adam, a wild man. La anot to afflict Zera Avraham Sarah Bekol Mineha Inui and he remains Yishmael remains the one who afflicts the Jews throughout the generations. Again and again, it's Ishmael who does it. And this reminds me, this reminds me of the Pesach at the beginning of Lech Lecha. Let me just, I mean, it's not on the sheet, but that doesn't mean that it's not a Pesach. Right? The beginning of Lech Lecha, uh, I'm just I'm just looking it I'm looking it up. The beginning of Lech Lecha. Pasuk Yud, Yud Bet, Perak Yud Bet, Pasuk Yud. It says, "Vayhira Av Baaretz, Rav Baaretz." So the Ramban says. Uh, the Ramban says, Nechata Avram Avinu Bishogeg. That Avram Avinu, by going down to Mitzrayim, taking his family to Mitzrayim, he endangered his wife. Remember, she was very beautiful, and they saw her, and they took her. He endangered her, and he should not have done that. He should not have done that. So you have two cases, two cases where the Ramban accuses Avram and Sarah together of doing something that they should not have done. In our case, afflicting Hagar. I mean, Hagar, she didn't do anything wrong. She was not the one who should be blamed, but she was the one that Sarah blamed. She was the one that Avraham allowed Sarah to afflict. 
the same thing is true, the Ramban says to the Ramban, calls him on it. The Ramban says, the Ramban. And even though latter commentaries all agree to two things. One is they agree apparently that the Ramban actually said it, that there's no there are no statements that indicate that the Nusach of the Ramban might be faulty. The Ramban is correct as we have it. But later on, the Mephoshim all, all seem to indicate that, well, how did the Ramban know that? Why did he say it? Why did he want to middle line the mother of our people? But after all, the Ramban can't understand who Abraham and Sarah are in this story. Are they Abraham and Sarah that we know, or are they somebody else? Why did they seek a way to have a child when HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised them that they would have a child? Why did she afflict and the husband Abraham stand with her in afflicting Hagar? So it would seem to me that uh, that we have to understand about Abraham and Sarai. On the one hand, they are the chosen ones. They're the ones who were chosen from the entire world to start off the family of the, which would end up as the Jewish people. They were the ones who were chosen. But just because they were chosen, that means that they were able to, they fit into the notion of becoming. They will be. They will become. But not that they've already attained the goal. The stories told about Avram and Sarah and Lech Lecha and Vayera are about becoming. Not about the fact that they don't have to change, improve, right? The very fact that the next chapter after the story of Hagar is about the name change of Avram, Avinu, and Sarai indicates that the people with the old names, Avram, Sarai, I mean, they're not able to assume the mantle of Avot, of fathers of the, of the nation. But they have to be new people. But in order to become new, they have to achieve a certain amount of confidence, of belief, not that God is powerful or that God can do things, but that when God promises, I mean, after all, that's what the Jewish people are dependent on. That's who we are. We're the ones who carry around the promise with us all the time. And we say, It's an easy one. It's not something that we kind of make up in some strange way. It's actually, it's actually a very easy one. But that's only if, if Avram and, and Sarai are able to become become who they should be and act as the possessors of the promise. And the possessors of the promise wouldn't get angry. 
wouldn't do to Hagar what Sarah and Avram did to Hagar. And they wouldn't have a son, as the Ramban says, there's Yishmael, that's sort of like having a punishment. Yishmael was never part of the family. And even though Avram felt that as a father he had to protect us somewhat, he had to protect it to some extent, even though Avram felt that way, he was never part of the family. He did not, he was not at all part of the family. So you see that Avram was learning how to act within the the promise. I mean, can you do things that are crazy? Can you entirely ignore the famine? Can you ignore the fact that you have no children? That was the the idea that was had to be dealt with. So Kodesh Baruch was pointing a finger at Avraham and saying, "Look." There's a promise. You have to act accordingly. There's no reason to look anywhere else. And that's the story. That's the story of Avram Avinu and Hagar. Avram Avinu and Sarai and Hagar. And remember, the story of Avram Avinu and Hagar is a story that takes place before the names are changed. Before we have evidence that indicates that Avram and Sarah have become the father and mother of the nation. Something is not obvious. Yes, they were. They were chosen. And it was proper that they were chosen. But they still had to improve. And the height of approval, the height of, of improvement is the name change, which takes place right after the story of Hagar, Hagar. And the story of Hagar indicates, at least according to the Ramban, the wrong decision. And according to Rashi, indicates certain times when Sarai was sort of like unhappy, despondent, angry, because, I mean, if she had total faith in the promise, what was there to be unhappy about? What was there to be upset about? Not at all. Her upset was because she did not yet believe. And this belief is probably the belief more than any other that kept the Jewish people alive throughout the last 2,000 or 3,000 years. We're alive because we believe that it's going to be okay. And if you don't believe it's going to be okay, you waste away and die. And that's the belief that was inculcated into Avram and Sorai, which uh, led to the change in name. The name changed. I wish you all a good Shabbos. Be well.